0: I want to open up with 19. I'm in Acts 19. I'm going to read a little bit of this. It says, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Corinth. now Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, finding certain disciples. He said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether they be any Holy Ghost.'" He said unto them, what then were you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands upon them and the Holy Ghost, came upon them, came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about 12. They said that they knew not so much of a such thing uh, of a Holy Ghost. They didn't know of any holy such thing as a Holy Ghost. They... They followed, they were disciples, they were telling people about Jesus, but didn't know anything about a holy Ghost. They read the the Bible front and back, but did not know anything about a baptism. They read the the Bible front and back and didn't know how to be who who what it meant to be saved. they didn't know anything about a repentance. they read the Bible front and back. But didn't have a relationship with God. They read the Bible front and back. And they was on all every auxiliary in church. They read the Bible front and back. Come on here now. Listen to what I'm saying. They had the same six for the past 60 years and never saved. They read the Bible front and back. But did not know God. Read the Bible front and back. Knew no such things of a Holy Spirit, of the Holy Ghost. That means that they knew nothing about the presence of the Lord. They were telling someone about Jesus, but they didn't know the Comforter. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. And if they didn't know the Comforter, that means that they were ignorantly worshiping him. They, They became excited about salvation, but didn't even know that they were saved. He said we know he said it it is written it's right here in the bible acts 19 we have not said they have said unto him we have not so much as heard whether there be of in any holy ghost knew nothing about the holy spirit i wonder how did they act I wonder what they were telling people. You got to be careful. They did not know if such thing existed, but yet they were disciples. I'm wondering what were they saying? Because if you don't know anything about the comforter, how do you know anything about the one that sit the comforter? Gotta be mindful because, you know, it says either we're gonna hate the one and love the other. They knew the Bible front and back. And remember Jesus said there will be those or they, there will be some that will stand before God and think that they're going to heaven, but they will say, depart from me. He will say, depart from me for I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. Because of their works. They read the Bible front and back. They're on every auxiliary in the church. But they did not know and have a relationship of the one that sent them. There was no experience. They could not, they did not have the evidence that God saved, that Jesus saved. They could not say whether or not, because remember, from time to time, they would follow. There were multitudes that followed Jesus, but they never and they always doubted him, but they never felt it in their, in their heart, in their minds. They were never sure that he was Christ, the Messiah, the Holy One that was sent, the anointed one that was sent. And, and I, I, I think about my the message, the thing that I've been on. I've been out. I've been out in the field gathering the harvest. I've been out in the field Because you know what? The the Bible says that the goal is that every soul is saved. It's not a goal. The, The goal is not, you know, to sell a million books and get rich quick. It's not, that's not the goal. But the goal is that every soul is saved. And I was thinking about... The reason I kind of took to the to ministry, the reason why I, because you, it, because the Bible says, Paul said, he said, make your calling and election sure. And I was thinking about, I was looking at this, uh, uh, this program, this baptism, And you know, I, I hear preachers say, you just love God. I was thinking about this baptism. And the the the, the pastor was asking the people why do they want to be baptized? What what's making them feel like they want to be baptized? And everybody's response was so generic. You know, it just seemed like it was a trend that that everybody was getting baptized so they wanted to get baptized because everybody else the the, the responses were like i want to be saved or you know it was just i'm ready or but this one individual's response was so so genuine and she said she wanted to be baptized because she was ready to to give all of herself to the lord She said she was ready to live a whole and complete life in Christ. She said for so long, she worshiped him privately behind closed doors and she came to church, but she never would profess him before her friends. She never would profess him at work in her personal life to her family. She said, nobody knows that I come to church. And she said this time, she said, she's, she, she felt like something, she said, and she's felt so incomplete. She's felt like her whole life, like she's just been missing something. She said she, she felt like she, there was something missing. Uh, and I know a lot of people use an analogy like dating Christ. I'm not going there. That's not what this is all about. But anyway, that sounds like flesh to me anyway. But, but she used that analogy. She's, well, she taught, she said that was her life. She says she started feeling incomplete uh she felt like she was not fully she had not fully submitted herself to God. She said this time she feels like she's ready to submit herself. She said this time she feels like she wants to live a whole and complete life in Christ, and she don't want to walk in shame anymore. She said she don't want to deny him anymore and remind you that the Bible says if you deny me, he won't deny himself, he'll remain faithful, but if you deny me. Then he won't perfect before men. Then I won't profess you before my father. And her 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 response was so, like, yes, we do it for a purpose. You do it because you want to get to know God. You do it because you want a relationship. You want to walk closely with Him. That you're ready to submit. Her her she said, "I'm ready to submit my life to Christ." That's the goal. That's a soul being saved. And she said it from her heart. She meant it. And she knew why she was doing it. Paul said, make your calling and your election sure. That this is the life that you're willing to live. That you're ready to live a a life complete in Christ. Whole and complete in Christ. That you're tired of going backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. And having to start feeling like you're starting all over, losing every time. Walking away from God and then coming back to God and having to repent constantly because you know that you did not profess God when you should have. When you could have saved the life, when you could have said something that could have made a difference in somebody's life. She said, I wanted to completely submit myself. The world has nothing for me. I realized that. That my life would be complete if I submitted myself to God. I'm willing to do what God has called me to do. And I'm saying to you all that's living the similar way that can relate to her message. Because we'll go to church, but we'll be afraid to profess him in the open. And he can't keep us like that. He can't cover us. We can't. You understand? I'm a child of God. I say it in my heart. He said that if you say it and profess it in your heart that you are saved, you're saved. But do you mean it? But do you mean it? She said, I'm, I'm ready to put down those items because I, I worship my friends. I worship my family members. But I would never truly worship God on the outside. Publicly. publicly? Is my living in vain? Is my prayer in vain? Is my fasting in vain? Am I worshiping him in vain? Have I truly really given myself over to him? And even in the midst of my struggles through trials and tribulations, am I really ready? Because, you know, we, find, we can find ourselves in a place when there is a storm and when there is a struggle. And we don't give a sacrifice of praise. We'll go backwards. Broken and if you're tired of living the life that way then i may suggest to you maybe it's time to fully submit yourself to him to see what life is living like in christ to really see what life living in christ is like i know it's hard i was just thinking i said you know what you know You know, living life for Christ, I said, what, you know, when you get married, you want to go on vacation or when you're you in a relationship, you want to go on vacation and people just want to be people. You just want to be you. But what does that mean? Is that the old you or the new you? The old you said you got to have yourself a drink. But the Bible says that the drink, take a little stomach for, drink, drink a little wine for the stomach. But you, but the old you said you got to have that and then some. It, it, it's hard, right? I know. It's hard. But it says in the Bible, in the good book, it says live your life the way that you want to live your life, but you will be judged the way that you lived your life. Your relationship is between you and God. Leaders are called to watch and pray. There's nobody that you have to answer to that has a heaven or a hell to put you in. But if you ever feel convicted that you were once that way, you, you, you would worship him privately Nobody knows you're going to church, but you're, but you in the open, you are afraid to profess God. I, I, that's a, that's an uncomfortable place to be because it's still, it's still like you're saying, how do I want to live my life? How, wh- wh- which way do I go now? Like, what does this mean to accept the life of Christ Jesus to take up my cross and follow him? Carry my cross. What does that mean to carry my cross, Lord? And if I carry my cross, am I am I really truly dying to myself every day? It's a it's a it's a it's it's one step at a time. Every day. One step at a time. Take okay, one day at a time. But when you're sure, he said, make your calling and your election sure. No more straddling the fence. Make your calling and your election sure. So things in my life got to change. Make your calling and your election sure. I know I've given more time to other things, God, but I'm sure I want to live life a different way. I'm sure I can't tell you that every day is going to be wonderful. you're going to be on vacation every day and you're going to fly to Paris on the weekends all the time, and you're going to have the money to do it. I cannot. That's a discipline. that's discipline. You got to live your life this that's a discipline that's a will either I will or I want. It starts with a decision. It starts with a decision. But if there's something in your heart that says, something pulling on your spirit, something's tugging on you that says, this is time, it's time, that I want to challenge you on today. And say, I'm sure about my calling. I'm sure about this election. I'm sure that I've decided that I want to live a life that's led by Christ. I can't tell you what that means. I can't tell you how to live. But what the Bible says that old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And you become a new creature in Christ. And when you ask for forgiveness of those things that have tormented you, that you've carried deep within your spirit, deep in your heart, that you felt like nobody else needed to know about besides you, that you were struggling with, and you give that over to God. When you give that over to him, He remembers your sins no more. And he drops the charges. Amen. Amen. That means you've already gone before the judge. He's already made his decision. And he's not going to take it back. He's dropped the charges. So if you know that's you in your heart. Go ahead and make amends with the Lord. Reconcile your relationship with God. And say, I thank you for dropping the charges. That I fully, I'm, I'm sure that I'm ready to give my life over to you now. I'm sure that this is the life that I want to live. I want a life that's led by you. Remember the Bible says, acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will direct your path. Let's just be open and honest with ourselves. The only thing I asked God one time, I said, what is it God that you want from me? And he told me, he said, be true to me. And stay true to yourself. Be true to me. And stay true to yourself. And the Bible also says. All things should work together for the good of those that are called. And that loved him according to his purposes. And no good thing will he withhold from you. He's not going to hold back salvation. Come on now. He's not. He's going to honor your request to be saved. Come on here now. He's not going to let you live and live your life the way that out the way that you used to once you've come to him. He's not going to let, let you live. It says acknowledge him and he will direct your path. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he must be ordering your steps on today. If this is a message that you've heard and you've listened throughout the whole message and you got to this point at the end, maybe it's time. For you to make that decision. Maybe it's time. Maybe he's pulling on you. Come on. Maybe you've been out there in the wilderness too long, but whatever the case may be, this is a good time to just honor him with your faith and ask him for forgiveness again today. Ask him to lead you. Ask him to open doors. I ask him. I pray that he'll open doors for you in your life and put you on the right path. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember who the Son sets free is free indeed. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. Continue to live a life of repentance. Always praise and be in thanksgiving unto God. Show gratitude and love. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 16 says rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesy, and prove all. Well, folks, thank you again for joining me with another episode of Let's Talk. Tune in next time. Until then, stay safe and be blessed.